This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. All right, Place to Be Nation, welcome back to Totally Rank. We are here with our next installment. If you've been following along, you know that that means we're talking 1986, uh, which is a a really jam-packed year. Um, As always here on Totally Rank, what we do is we go through each year of music and we count down the top 10 songs from that year, give a little explanation as to why they made the list and just kind of have those conversations. And so uh, thank you once again for listening and welcome back. We're going to get right into it because I have a very, very esteemed guest on this show. Uh, so let me bring him in. He is a a podcast uh, legend, a trivia titan. I'm not even sure, um, you know, what would fit uh, a good title for him. But uh, if you listen to the inaugural episode 1980, I had a fellow Scott. So that seems to be trending here. It seems that Scots know their music. Uh, and this episode will be no different because joining me for this episode will be Mr. Scott Barber. Scott, how are you? Thanks for doing this. Hey, thanks for having me on, Scott. I really appreciate it. Scott squared in the house tonight. I like it. Let's uh, let's make this happen. I, uh, you know, whenever you uh, reached out to me and asked me if I wanted to talk about '80s music, I was like, finally, finally, so a, a, a podcast that really hits right in my wheelhouse and something I could blather on about for weeks. So, uh, hope you have your edit button ready with this one because I'm going to be uh, jammering a lot. Just yammering a lot, rather, uh, about a lot of uh, great tunes that came out of uh, 1986. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much for doing it. I always appreciate, you know, having the guests on and, you know, the, the research that goes into it. So it's, it's much appreciated and I'm, I'm happy to get into it. Um, but first, you know, as I like to ask everyone a little bit, you know, give me sort of your process as far as you know compiling a list here I, you know some people go off of their favorites some people go off of what was popular some people like to go off a mixture what did you kind of use as your criteria yeah for me it was uh you know being a guy who lived through uh this era i'm a child of the 80s and uh you know a lot of these songs really hit hard into that nostalgia wheelhouse for me this is around the time uh, I was uh, preteen in these uh, years, and it's right in that time of your life when you're starting to discover popular music, and it's starting to resonate with, uh, you know, poignant times in your life. You know, those those moments that you have only once in a lifetime. Some of them, and uh, some of these songs really resonate to me on a personal level, and. Going back and looking at all of the songs that came out in 1986, it's just, I mean, this has just been days of nostalgia for me. Just being like, oh, I love this song for this reason, love this song for this reason, recognize the greatness of this song for this reason. A lot of a mixed bag there of weighing it between my own personal bias uh, and, and personal memories with some of these tunes and then also recognizing okay this is a even though it's not my favorite song i have to appreciate the standalone greatness of what this song is where it is in that point in time what it means to so many people and what it is uh in the general zeitgeist uh even today with some of these songs so that was 
sort of the amalgam of a process. I went into whittling it down to a, a top 10, which was, I can tell you, Scott, that was not easy, man. That yeah. was a rough, rough, <laughs> rough job trying to be like, how do I pick just 10 of these songs? But uh, I, I managed it. I probably made some errors along the way, but you know what? I'll live with them. I'll, uh, I'll take the heat if there's anything obvious I missed out there. But at the same time, I think I've got a pretty solid list compiled and generated again from both my personal nostalgia, my personal likes and assessing what it really means in the overall arcing picture of music history. Yeah. I love that. I, I couldn't agree more. It seems like we're pretty similar, I think in our processes of, of how we come up with these. I, I try to pick songs obviously that I enjoy on a personal level, but also again, like you mentioned, recognizing the timelessness of a lot of these songs they are still relevant today. You know, there's still, you turn on the radio, you're going to hear them. I can't, you can't ignore the cultural impact of, of a lot of these songs, right. And, and what they still mean today. And, you know, that is usually recognized on these lists. And so I'm interested to see where we are and see if we have any copycats, you know, like most podcasts that do, you know, lists. if uh, you name one that's higher on my list, I'll say it's higher and vice versa. And then we'll wait and we'll get to it. Uh, I'm know, sure we'll have some duplicates, list. but I almost guarantee there is one song on this list. There, I know there's one that I have relatively high on this list that you may not have on your list at all. May not even it may not even have shown up in your top hundred, but it's it's a it's one of my personal favorites. That's a little tease for what's coming up on this one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, can't wait. And you know, with that, uh, let's just get into it. Guess always goes first. So, Scott, when you're ready, let us know your choice for the tenth best song of 1986. Oh, again, this is so hard to get this down to just 10, but I had to get it down to just 10. So let's start off with what I consider my 10th favorite song of 1986. Um, another little spoiler here. I'm going to tend to lean if if a song either showed up on a soundtrack or if it was in heavy rotation on MTV, you're going to see it a lot on my list uh, for those two specific reasons, because again, at that time of life, you know, I'm, I'm around uh, 10, 11 years old, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm starting it into music, movies. MTV is really on the rise at the time, and uh, because of all that, it's really burned into my brain some of these tracks. And with all that being said, I got to lead in. My number 10 song uh, debuted on the Billboard Hot 100 here in the United States, February of 86. Peaked number one, March of 86, and even though not a, uh, well, other than the chorus, not a word of it is in English, it still is a massive worldwide hit known today. Falco, Rock Me Amadeus. That's my number 10 track. Yeah, didn't make my list, but it's in my honorable mentions. Yeah, just an earworm, right? Just got a definition of, of an earworm that, you know, the Amadeus, Amadeus is, that's something instantly recognizable, right? For for anyone, like you mentioned, doesn't even matter what else they say in the verses. It really doesn't. It's one of those songs, it does not matter. You listen to the song anticipating the Amadeus, Amadeus, Rock Me Out. And, and that's, to the fact that that, you know, that six or seven seconds is what makes the song classic is a testament to the song as a whole, in my opinion. Exactly right. You know, John Popper uh, said it best when the hook brings you back, you know, he's not telling us any lies. And 
And he was dead on on this one, too. Because, I mean, that's all that this song is. Everybody knows the Amadeus, Amadeus. Like you said, everybody knows that chorus. And that little breakdown right before the end of the song in the U.S. version. uh, It's it's just a classic 80s song. And to be right dead in the center of the 80s decade and and to be coming out. uh, And the video was really kind of flashy, too. So, I mean, it really epitomizes the 80s. It would have been. I would have been remiss not to at least put it on here uh, as a top 10 song. So 10 spot, it grabs on my list. Yeah. Love it. I, I, and it's, it's always interesting with this, you know, in that time you had songs that were really big overseas before, and that always worked to an advantage because the artist had a chance to maybe re-record a video, right. And sort of make it better for MTV or re-record the track, you know, and so songs that were, that hit, overseas early always tended tend to do well here as well because they were able to kind of learn from what they did and i think right. rock me amadeus is a is an example of that right 100 percent. couldn't agree more all right that's a good start i'll get in and, and do my number 10 you mentioned um you know mtv rotation and soundtracks and this was a huge year for for movie soundtracks um huge year for that and, and i mean the 80s in general obviously had just so many songs that are synonymous with so many big movies. Um, and this is one for me, my number 10 is, you know, a song from a movie that has gotten a, a lot of nostalgia. Um, you know, they just remade one and, and it came out not too long ago. Um, so I'm going right to the Top Gun soundtrack. Um, and I'm going to take you to a school dance. Cause if you've ever been to a school dance at some point, you've danced to Berlin's take my breath away which is my number 10 here on the list. Um, just a great sort of love ballad, you know, from the mid eighties, kind of in that air supply style, uh, you know, of, of love ballad there, but I think it's sung really well. Um, you know, the verses keep you into the song. Everyone knows to take my breath away, but you know, the verses are really good. If you listen to them, the bridge towards the end um, is, you know, really captivating. And then you have the chords in the background. Doom, 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 doom. Like it, it really, is almost kind of the perfect love ballad, especially for that time. And obviously being attached to Top Gun certainly did it a lot of favors and got a lot more ears on it because it's not a song that you would necessarily say, you know, hey, I really love this song. But the fact that it's affiliated with Top Gun, it gives it more of a machismo audience that a lot of those love ballads probably didn't have, right? But you're like, you know what? I don't have any shame liking it because it's from Top Gun, you know? So I I think that really helped the song too. But I've always just enjoyed it. I think it's just a good, solid song that gets the point across. And I think it's delivered well. So I I knew it would be on my list. I I figured, you know, it's not the best song. So it's at 10, but but I, I definitely enjoy it. I love this. You and I are going to have such a fun time tonight. I can tell already because this was an this was an honorable mention for me. It barely missed it, and it only missed it um, uh, because of I was like, it's really good. But for me, I was just like these other songs to me really uh, set themselves apart in a different way. But I love the fact that you bring up you know Top Gun soundtrack that one that song also won Academy Award for yeah. uh, best song that year. And another little spoiler here on my list later down on is a song that was beat by this song for best song of the year on the soundtrack. Um, uh, but yeah, you, you nailed it. Hit all the right spots on this song. This song is quintessential eighties. It's uh, perfect for the time period. Uh, like I said, every school dance you've ever had in the eighties had this song playing in the background somewhere. Uh, 
And I also happen to just love the accidental mirroring. I, uh, you know, you have Berlin and I have a German language song as our first <laughs> songs for the night. So I just love that right off the jump. And you can only get something like that on Totally Rank with two Scots. That's so, <laughs> what we're here for. All right, let's uh, just keep rolling along with your number nine. My number nine is a song that was written by an absolute pop icon, but uh didn't really reach the top of the charts the way it did with the the band that did it uh best quote unquote best according to the billboard hot 100 uh took it all the way to number two peaked at number two uh for for them and that song is written by prince manic monday by the bangles just Uh, missed for me just missed just see here we go i love it yeah, uh, again, one of those songs that uh, Prince, some, some people may not know that Prince actually wrote Manic Monday, but once you know that and you go into listening to it, you're like, oh, this is obviously a Prince song. Just by the the way it goes and the lyrics and the tone and the, the rhythm, it feels like a Prince song. And, uh, you know, if you've ever heard some of his demos, versions of it, too, that it's uh, really it's definitely got his stamp all over it once you once you know that but fantastic song bangles do it, the bangles do it very uh, well and it's another one of those quintessential 80s tunes uh, so oh, i couldn't yeah. leave it off the list it's my number 9 and and just easy easy to to enjoy you know not a song that's that's trying to do too much right easy lyrics easy fun to sing along to you know, wish it was Sunday because that's my fun day. Like who, who, you know, who can't relate to that? Who, who doesn't love that, right? Yeah, I so mean that's that. yeah, that's that's everybody's just kind of got that. It's got that. The the lyrics do take you on that journey of you know, uh, you know, you you've got to go to work. You got you got you stressed out. Everybody can relate to a manic Monday, and everybody Absolutely. can relate to a uh, man. I just had a great weekend. Uh, you know, me and my boyfriend just had a fantastic weekend and now I've got to get back on this and I've got to go back to the real world boss screaming at me. Uh, and, but it's all the same time. It's not in a grading manner, the way that the song's delivered. It's delivered in a very smooth manner. Yeah. And just the dichotomy of that, the duplicity of that is just uh, amazing. You know, it's just Absolutely. a really nice, smooth, uh, smooth tune. It is, and shout out to the Bengals. I I really enjoyed the Bengals. This was a big year for them, nineteen eighty six. Yeah, it really. I don't want to say, say anything in case you know anything comes up later. I can at least promise all of you listeners that this is not the last time the Bengals will appear on Totally Rank. May not be this episode, maybe a future episode, but I can assure you that the Bengals will be will be represented on Totally Rank for sure. And Susanna Hoffs. A- absolute star lead singer mm. she was gorgeous like, I, oh, yeah the whole package so the whole package no no arguments for me on the Bengals or on manic monday uh over to my number nine which is definitely a little bit of a different style um okay. a song that's a little you know a little bit slower i started off with some some slower paced uh songs this is a song for me again one of those songs that i you know done by a a, a foreign band um, you know, that really, I think it's just really sung well with great verses and that, and that's all, all I can ask for, 
you know, give me good lyrics, give me, you know, vocal delivery that's great, and then give me a catchy hook. And this song has all of that. My number nine is Don't Dream It's Over by Crowded House. Oh, another honorable mention for me, and it broke my heart to leave it off. Oh, great call. It's funny that you mentioned this. See, uh, just today, when I was summing this up, I made a playlist, and uh, my family went out for uh, – we had a long drive to, to uh, go to – it's autumn so we went pumpkin patch thing you know it's what you got to do this time of year and um so i'm playing the list and my wife and i graduated out of the same class of high school in the 90s and so she's got the same you know nostalgia that i do and when i played uh that was on my short list of okay is uh you know uh, this going to be on on the list or not and it, it it like you said, it just it just missed out. But boy, what a fantastic tune! I, I just I absolutely love that song. Said I think the lyrics are great. If you you know if you really listen to it and and go through the lyrics, you understand that it's you know really well written, well sung. And then of course you got the hey now, hey now, don't dream it's over, which is again catchy, something that everyone recognizes instantly. Right. Uh, you know, a song that. It could still, you know, still relevant today, could be on any sort of soundtrack for any sort of movie or TV show and kind of fits right in there. Easy message. Don't dream it's over. It just kind of has yeah. everything you're looking for, you know, there's, everything there's not, you're looking for. Yeah. Again, is it going to blow anything out of the waters or going to win a grand? Yeah. No, but that's, you know, you don't need always need that for, for a great song. Every time I'm singing along with that in the car, I make sure to hit that. There's one lyric that the the UK uh accent really pops out the paper today tells yeah, yeah. Always, always have to do that i do the over exaggerated and the paper today tells of war new way and i just uh you know uh everything about and crowded house is one of those bands that i think really gets overshadowed over time i think they don't get their uh flowers that they really deserve i i don't know if uh you know Steve Bonneman or not? Steve Bonneman, the great and powerful yep. Steve Bonneman, uh, trivia legend, and again, even better human being, Steve Bonneman. He once uh, told me that Crowded House is the UK version of Squeeze for the United States, and oh. I can't unhear it. You know, it, it's uh, whenever I'll, I'll, I've even went and played Crowded House and Squeeze back to back, and I'm like, it's the same sound, and I love both of them. Uh, uh, but I don't think either one of those bands really get their just desserts when it comes to, uh, you know, the mentions and uh, credit that they deserve. And this song is a perfect example of uh, of one that <laughs> I say that just to leave them off my top 10 list, though. So <laughs> I'm part, that's going to happen a lot. I'm part of the problem, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You and now, millions of others. Was this the year too that something so strong came out? That it is, was it a yes. 1986 song? Another great crowd house. I mean, this is just this is how packed this year is. Is I don't think it even made my like top 40, and it's a banger of a song. It's and it's on the other end of that spectrum when it comes to is this is just sort of like a slow, methodical, and then you've got something so strong, which is more of an upbeat uh, track. Also, another great track by them though. 
just showed the versatility. They did win uh, the Best New Artist at the MTV Music Awards, but then after that, it's kind of like people just kind of forgot. But it's a shame. music music was starting to change in the late eighties. That's true. Getting more hair metal, and so I think they just kind of unfortunately. I think if they they had come out earlier in the eighties, yeah, think we'd be talking about them in the way that we talk about you know Tears for Fears and some of those other maybe yeah really maybe revered. some of those other maybe so some of those other bands. bands like that yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Just a victim of of timing, I think. So you might yeah. be right. Yeah, you know what can you do? It's nineteen eighty six, and uh, you're up with your number eight. My number eight. We're already here. Uh, this is a uh, uh, a song that is a light and poppy song for a guy who has a lot of uh, honors behind his name. This guy is an Academy Award winner. Won an Academy Award for a song on the same album that this uh track is featured on uh this uh you know he's he's done pretty much everything's a household name now and has had a career spanning from the 70s to even today uh this song peaked at number two billboard hot 100 but at the same time it's one of those songs that as soon as you hear it takes you back to a place in time and it really uh just comes off of uh you know come comes out of the speakers and you're just to, for me, it puts me in an instantly better mood. Uh, the artist is Lionel Richie, and the song is Dancing on the Ceiling. Fantastic track. It is. It is a fantastic track. And, I mean, yeah, you already, I mean, mentioned everything about Lionel Richie. You know, we could, obviously, you know, a career that spanned, like you said, forever, still relevant today. Um, the songs still hold up today. You know, a lot of his music still holds up, which is great. Um I remember there was this weird commercial in the mid 2000s with him and his daughter, Nicole Richie, once she got, you know, kind of popular and stuff. Right. They were like throwing barbs and jabs at each other in the in the commercial. And she goes, he didn't even dance on the ceiling. And I just that that always just stuck out to me. (laughs) What a way to put down Lionel Richie. (laughs) Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's a perfect way to try to, you know, it's just like, how dare you? You know, I'm going to hit you with your own success. You know, yeah. So (laughs) I always think of that when I think about this song. But yeah, great song. Um, I mean, Lionel Richie, you know, one of the three to five best male vocalists of the 80s. I mean, he's up there with Prince and Michael Jackson and Springsteen. Right. I mean, he's right in that in that that conversation with them. And, And yeah, this is a one of many of his songs that that really deliver right and a song that got a lot of hate too uh you know a lot of people thought it was too poppy a lot of people thought it was too campy but that's what the 80s was man i mean the 80s was about camp and flamboyance and just outrageous and in your face and ridiculousness i mean this is this is one of their songs that has that ridiculous uh nature of lyrics that the eighties is kind of known for listen to any Duran Duran song and explain to me what any of those lyrics mean. You know, I mean, that's the challenge. Explain any Duran Duran song to me where it makes any sense whatsoever. Right. But the songs are still bangers and the songs are still fantastic. They're so fun, but that's the eighties. And that's uh, another reason I put it on here is I was like, oh, this is just going to be one of those fun songs that doesn't mean anything. Doesn't have to mean anything. Welcome to 1986. That's right. Exa- yeah, exactly. Welcome to 1986. Um, 
1986 was a banner year for this artist, um, for my number eight. I initially also had a song by this artist in my number 10 and ended up moving it into my honorable mentions um, just because I, I really wanted to talk a little bit more about Take My Breath Away. Um, so this artist really basically had number 11 for me as well as number eight. Um, you know, I started off my list very wholesome, you could say, Take My Breath Away, just kind of a really nice, wholesome song. Don't Dream It's Over, pretty wholesome song, you know, put it on for the kids, no no big deal. This song, not so much. This song, now, now we're going to a different side of the 80s. We're going to go to someone who was literally and figuratively shedding some skin in 1986. And of course, it's Miss Jackson, if you're nasty. My number eight is Nasty by Janet Jackson. Just an incredible song, just an iconic song that everybody knows, whether it's just the beat, you know, and you nasty boy. Everyone knows the nasty parts. And and yeah, I, you know, my number 11 would be Control. This was also that year, huge album for her. I mean, that just really put her on the map, differentiated her from like, oh, she's just one of those Jackson siblings, right? So really you know right. saying no i am a superstar on my own you know right. i am i am right there with madonna right as as kind of the lead female yes. singers at that time yes. and nasty is just such a great song her great you know her finally incorporating sort of that r&b and the more dance vibes into her music was exactly the perfect move for her and nasty's mm. a perfect reflection of that and again you know a, a talking about a topic that's a little bit controversial, you know, in a time when there were, there were some, some kind of wholesome hits going on and, you know, she wasn't afraid to go out there and say, you know, let's sing about something controversial. I'm not this, you know, little kid anymore. I'm changing my image. Right. I'm grown up and and this is what you're getting. And I, I just, I love the control album. She had a huge year in 86. There's four or five songs that could have this list from her, but nasty, I, I think is the one that for me stands the test of time because just the, the title of nasty and the way it's sung, the beat, everything about the song to me just works. And so fantastic. Fantastic pick. I applaud you on that. I was funny. I even mentioned this to my wife earlier when I was talking to her about the list. I had nasty and control both on here and was like, I cannot believe I'm leaving Janet Jackson off of a top 10 list. That's how stacked this year is for me. And, but the same thing. I mean, this was sort of a coming out party for Janet Jackson. I mean, literally, like you said, in the, in the, uh, lyrics to control now, I'm all grown up, literally mm-hmm. a lyric in the song. And nasty was just the coming out party of, hey, this isn't your, you know, this isn't, uh, you know, the Jacksons you're used to from the 70s, you know, this yep. isn't ABC one, two, three or anything. I'm not like on, that. this isn't fame. Like, right. Right. Exactly. This isn't, this isn't what you're used to. This is going to be a little in your face. And then that just led skyrocketer right back to like Rhythm Nation 1812 and, and then on there for the rocket ship becomes an absolute legend. And again, the fact that I look at my list, I've got pages of songs from 86 and she's on it and I'm just can't believe I left her off. But thank you for putting her on. You're making the you're making the list complete. I think between the two of us is what I really want the top 10 to be, too. It's funny. It's just like this is what I want the top 10 to be. I want songs where, yeah. I think these are on there, but I love your list too. If you were to shred my list and just give me your list, I'd be like, done, good. This is perfect. That's exactly what I want here. That's indicative of this year, 1986, right? Like it's, you almost almost can't go wrong, right? I I know. Just stacked year, stacked year. 
and we're just getting started. I mean, we're you know, we're we're I know we're only three in we're only three in a piece, and so let's uh, let's see what you let's see what you've got in store for uh for number seven. And number seven's a banger of a song too. This is another one of their songs. It it checks all the boxes for me. It's nostalgia. It checks the boxes of uh you know um uh um soundtrack hit it's uh you know massive artist for the year uh artists that had a man you want to talk about massive year in 86 this guy had a massive 1986 and uh this song is one of my personal favorites it came uh from the say anything soundtrack it is peter gabriel in your eyes such a good song such a good song yeah, and again, yeah, one of those songs, again, it's it's people affiliated with the movie, obviously, you know, with John Cusack with the boombox, and it, that's iconic, but, I mean, the song stands on its own, even without the movie, and then you kind of add that in there, and it has stood the test of time, it's been parodied, right? So, you know, right, that's, so that, many that times. It's been parodied, so, I mean, it, that, it's still relevant today, and yeah, it's just, a, again, just a really good sort of love ballad by the uh, guy who yeah just knew what he was doing just yeah. littered all over the 80s uh you know with, with yeah music you could pick and choose any year pretty much and he would have had something you could put on the list very active throughout the decade the 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 thing about this song is it almost didn't make it into the movie say anything say anything came out a few years later but it did not it almost didn't make it the original song that was meant for uh say anything you may not know this song called uh, a girl like you by the Smithereens. I don't know if you remember that track. I, I, I do. I do. I, also, I, I like that song as well. Great tune. But if you ever listen to the song and listen to the lyrics of it, and I didn't know this until years later, but if you listen to that song and listen to the lyrics of it, the lyrics are the plot of the movie, note for note. Even the chorus even says, I'll say anything you want to hear. I'll see everything through. It's the exact plot of the movie spelled out that was what's supposed to be in the movie and when they and when the uh uh producers of the movie saw and heard the song they were like this is way too on the nose we can't have it so it goes out this comes back in and history's made yeah and a, a great again great song by a great artist who's responsible and a fantastic again, choice has yeah. been on totally ranked before maybe on totally you know maybe on again in a different episode so Great choice, great, you know, thrown in. I like the, you know, so far our lists are very diverse. You've got your love tracks and, you know, and then you've got a song like Nasty that's kind of just an outlier everywhere. Right. You've got Rock right. Me Amadeus, which is way different and, and unique. So, again, I think speaks to where we were at musically, you know, to the tail end of the 80s where a lot of different genres were starting to, you know, mesh together. Yeah. And yeah. you're starting to get a lot of different things. You turn on the radio and you just didn't know what, what sort of, what t you know, type of music you were going to get. Yeah. I'd also be remiss not to mention, of course, In Your Eyes, inspired by uh, Roseanne Arquette, as was almost half of the songs from the 1980s, it seems like. <laughs> I think I think Roseanne Arquette was the muse to almost every other 80s song that was out there. Well, I don't know if she was the muse to my next song, but it's also a another soundtrack song um one again that everybody knows everyone loves and enjoys it and actually one that i had higher on my list and as i went back and listened it, it moved down my list a little bit just because 
I, it's one of those songs where you're kind of waiting to get to the chorus. The verses are fine and, and people know it and sing along to it, but you're just doing it because it's lip service. You really just want to get to the chorus. And I didn't feel like a song that was a little bit top heavy, which should be in my top five, but I still wanted to represent it uh, at number seven here. I went right back to the Top Gun soundtrack, of course, with Kenny Loggins' Danger Zone for my number seven choice song that everybody knows of course again you just want to get to the the danger zone part you know to the chorus you can sing it then after that you kind of dilly dally through the verse until it gets back to the chorus again so you can go back up and hit those notes uh which is always fun you know and a a great song kenny Loggins, another you know artist coming off of the footloose soundtrack a lot of momentum kept it up here with danger zone and song that you'll still hear today you know, out and yeah. it's still on the radio. You'll hear it if you're out somewhere. I think I heard it like last week somewhere because it's just one yeah. of those songs. It's always in rotation. So wanted to represent it. I, I always enjoyed it. And I, I think it's a really, really good song. Great pick. You're going to hear about it later on my list. This Love almost, it. this almost was my number one song just because of the timelessness of it. Yeah. Uh, for the fact that it's still relevant. It was in a movie soundtrack last year biggest movie right. of the years and it was in that soundtrack one of the first songs you hear in the essentially biggest movie last year so i mean this this song and again kenny loggins mr soundtrack mr absolutely i mean my guy has made his entire life fortune off of 80 soundtrack tracks right i mean it's just uh an embarrassment of riches of kenny loggins but uh this almost was it's a spoiler a bit it was almost my number one so we'll be talking about that one later when it comes around on my list all right yeah so we will definitely circle back to that but before we can figure out where exactly it landed on your list we've got to get to your number six number six and you know what let's let's keep talking soundtracks because we're having so much fun talking soundtracks. the year of soundtracks is the year soundtracks year of banger hits. This was a Billboard Hot 100 number one song. This was a song that uh, was originally written uh, and in with the uh, movie Rocky Four in mind to be placed on that soundtrack. United Artists passed on it. It landed on another soundtrack as their uh, love tune. It was Oscar nominated. Lost to Berlin. Take my breath away. Uh, and it uh, ended up being the closing theme to The Karate Kid Part 2. It is Peter Cetera's Gloria Love. Yep, another one of those just sort of quintessential, like I said, quintessential end-of-the-movie 80s soundtrack song that just delivers exactly what you're looking for, you know, in the vein of and In Your Eyes, in the vein of, you know, yeah. of of. The Kenny Loggins track. Yeah, it just does what it's supposed to do. Sung really well by Peter Cetera. Um, instantly recognizable song. Again, from a huge movie franchise at the time. So this song was going to be a hit. There, there there, was no way around it, right? It was going to no be doubt. a hit. Regardless of which soundtrack it landed on, it was going to be a hit. Yeah, this song is, is was Peter Cetera's first uh, single after leaving Chicago. Finally broke. A lot of people even credited this to Chicago when it first came out because right. it has that classic chicago sound with the horns in the background and the and the sweeping melody but this song written by peter satara and his then wife and uh ended up being a, his first number one hit right out the gate uh, as a solo career 
and onward and upward to Pierce Terra for a lot of fantastic tracks uh, as a solo artist from there. Yeah, I remember the music video too. It was in like the Karate Kid style and the dojo. I remember always seeing right. that on like pop up video back in the day. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this a lot is, of music video. Yeah, a lot of the clips from the movie itself getting intertwined in one of those classic types of videos. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, good, good song. Glad it made the list here. Again, our list, we're, we're compiling almost the perfect top 20. I mean, it, yeah, you know, exactly. You know, you can argue about placement, but you can't argue about the quality of these tunes. Yeah, that's that's how it's going to end up being. Um, my number six is is just a rock banger, right? Like, it's just, again, I started with the love song, went to Janet Jackson, went, you know, Kenny Loggins. This is just taking that, that this is taking Danger Zone up, up a notch and just quintessential rock just let's just have a good time let's sing along uh, there's so many parts of this song that you can sing along to i any if you go to karaoke you're gonna hear somebody do this song it's one of those my number six is bon jovi you give love a bad name i mean i mean it's it's come on this is you know barney stinson <laughs> put it on his get hyped playlist uh on how i met your mother for a reason because that's exactly what the song does it just gets you fired up gets that adrenaline pump in and, and you know you're you're gonna have yourself a good time. One hundred percent. What more do you want out of a song? And you know, 100%. everybody knows the shot through the heart, you start clapping along to it. It's an excellent song. Right out the gate, it's a banger. It le- it was on my honorable mention. It was it bounced in and out of my top ten through my drafts and I had to leave it out uh, just just because I love some of these other songs just a little bit more, but can't argue with it being on the list, can't argue with it being this high on the list. Fantastic. Another quintessential 80s tune. It's, this yeah. is one of their songs. As soon as you hear it, you're just like, I know I'm in 1986. I know, exactly, I know exactly what I'm doing right now. You know, I'm, yeah. I know exactly where this song belongs in the history, the timeline of music overall. Fantastic pick. Excellent pick. Just couldn't, couldn't love it more. Yeah, and so far our our lists are great. You know, I I I'm so excited to get into our top fives here. Um, you know, I we know one of yours, but we don't know where it is. So I like that there's a little bit of suspense there. And you know, there's there's some big songs, some big big songs that we haven't talked about yet. So I'm interested yeah. to see how many may overlap for us. I'm and, and curious about those. that too. I'm very curious because there's. There's at least three big songs out there that I'm like, these are these of the, you know, if we're talking about the pyramid of mm-hmm. 1986 tracks, I think the the top of the pyramid still out there waiting to be uh, waiting to be talked about. Can't wait to get into it. Yeah, well, let's just let's just do it. Let's not, you know, listeners, I care about you. I'm not going to leave you in suspense. So we're just going to get right into uh, to the top five. My number five is a personal choice for me. I guarantee it won't be on anybody else's top five. Can't be. Only because I love this song personally. I literally, Scott, this is not an exaggeration. This song comes on for me at least once every two to three days. I still listen to this song every two to three days. Just happens to be in my rotation of of constantly played tunes. Uh, And it's a song that, very few people know or I guess even like, but it's still one of my absolute favorite tracks. It's by a, uh, I won't call them a one-hit wonder band because they had two hits here in the U.S. They had a big career in the U.K. 
but uh, not so, didn't really translate so much over here in the states. Um, debuted on the charts in February of '86, peaked at number seven. It's a song by a band uh, called Level 42 from the album World Machine. The song is Something About You. It is a fantastic track. I listen to it at least once every couple, three days. It's a very bass-driven track. Uh, Mark King was the lead singer uh, for Level 42. He's also the bass player. And as soon as it comes out, it's just a very funky bass line with both a thumb pick and a strum style that he had that was really his own style from that time and it just is a driving song from uh, start to finish it sort of has that new wave uh, euro sound of the 80s that is only uh, from that time so to speak and again love 42 had a fantastic uk career they only had one other minor hit in the u.s called lessons in love another really good song but something about you is just a track that drives. The only real qualm I even have with this song is the fact that on the outro of the song, um, Mark King just gets ready to step up and does a bass solo on it, and it fades Mm -hmm. to black. And if they would have just let him cook on that bass solo for just 30 seconds, it would have been perfect. I think it would have really advanced that song even more than what it was. Uh, and between that and the video, I don't know if you ever saw the video or something about you, but it I don't is, think I have. it's an acid trip of a video. When you have a chance, pull up the video for something about you. Uh, and if you're listening, pull up the video for something about you, because it is an acid trip of a video. Uh, the uh, Mark King lead singer is basically a clown who's not not face paint clown, but you can just tell he's sort of a jester like figure who basically is just torturing and haunting all the other members of the band while they're on a train ride it's it's insane i mean it's one of those (laughs) things that as 10 year old me watching the video is freaked out watching this video as a kid and being like what is happening right now i don't even know there's even parts of it where they're lip syncing parts of the song that aren't in tune with the lip sync at all it's bizarre (laughs) but it's phenomenal one of my favorite songs of all time, Something About You, Love 42. That's great. That's great. I, I want to commend you for going off the beaten path with one of the choices here. I think it's always great to to educate people. Most of the time, the songs that are, that are talked about on this podcast are going to be you know well-known songs that most people don't have to pause and go listen to and you know instantly recognizable. But I also think there's something great about exposing something a little bit more obscure right for people yeah. and so this was not a song i was too familiar with i grew up on 80s music thanks to my mom but this wasn't one that i was too familiar with i did i ended up hearing it on a playlist maybe a few months ago as i was starting to prepare for this podcast mm. and it came up and it is a good song it's a really good song i really enjoyed it i have not seen the video yet definitely want to check that out yeah um and also for me with 80s music a lot of um 80s music for me kind of got some new life breathed in thanks to the Grand Theft Auto video games. And oh, so yeah. This yeah. song, Something About You, was on Grand Theft Auto 4. It was. Absolutely um, it was. And yeah. so that's another reason that I that I know this song. Um, it's just from kind of hearing it on there. And so I, and I'm sure if people are listening and they do know that song, you know, depending on your, you know, kind of your age um, and how you grew up, you may know it and not realize that you know it from Grand Theft Auto 4. Right. Uh, so. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, really good song. Glad that, you know, 
again, it brings yeah. some exposure to a band that you know may not have had it otherwise. Scott, if it was me, that would have been my number one. If it was one where I was just like, I'm not being objective about this. I'm just listing my personals. It's something about you love for you too. It's my favorite. It's one of my all time favorite songs. Period. Listen to it all the time. Love the track. If that would have just been me, just putting a top ten list, I'd be like, oh, something about you is my favorite song, 1986. Sure. But couldn't justify it with the weight of some of these other songs that uh, it, it, that are out there. Yeah, so it fell right in the middle. That's, I think it's a good good compliment. As high as right, I right, could, right it's as high as I could justify putting it <laughs> to the sure. general public. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, man. I'll tell you, Scott, our number fives could not be more opposite. Oh, okay. I love this. From, love from this. an obscure, from an obscure, you know, song by a band that's you know maybe not so well known to one right. of the most well known music artists of all time. Um, and I'm beginning to to realize that I'm 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 there's a problem that's happening on this on this totally rank podcast right because this artist has had a song for me on the list i think every year now since like 83 and it's conceivable that this artist could have a song every year until like 2002 <laughs> and i'm wondering if the street how long the streak will continue and how you know because literally there could be a song every single year for madonna Every single year I'm, from from eighty three to literally two thousand and two, I'm sure there will be a release yeah. that I will at least consider and could very well make my list. And obviously, nineteen eighty six is no different. Uh, my number five is Papa Don't Preach from Madonna. Grew yeah. up listening to the Immaculate um, Collection, uh, the right. greatest hits album that my mom had. And I mean, I every Madonna song over, I can sing you know from beginning to end. I love all of them. Papa Don't Preach is no different. Um, really interesting topic for the time, you know, about keeping a 100%. baby and, and yeah. you know, sort of birth, you know, birth control and, and you know, all mm. of that, all of those sort of hot button issues in the 80s. Things you didn't really hear about that often in songs, especially from an artist who had such a platform at the time. You know, I mean, this is even really before Michael Jackson started doing a lot of his sort of politically driven music right? right so this is even before he's coming out with stuff like man in the mirror or heal the world right so this is something that's really like you hear this and you say wow that's a really controversial topic but it's right. wrapped in just a, such a good fun song you sometimes don't even realize the minutia of it and actually how deep the topic is because right. the song itself is just so good and so fun right. to sing along with you know the papa yeah. don't preach i'm in trouble deep you know and i'm keeping my baby it's almost like the reversal of billy jean where he's saying the kid's not my son right madonna's saying this is my kid and i'm keeping it Right. You know, and, and I don't really care what you think, Dad. Sorry. You know, it's my my body, my choice, you know, really is, is yeah. what she's saying there. So yeah. I think that's a great it's a message that has more, I think, more significance today than it did in 1986. Right. With. Yeah. On all of that, which I think is that to me makes the song classic and, and stand the test of time. But if you wipe all of that away and it's just the song itself. It's still incredible because it's Madonna. She had a formula. She knew what worked and she just continued to deliver in the mid eighties. And this is no different with Papa Don't Preach. Absolutely love this song. And it's so happy that it made my list. Could have probably even had it a little bit higher, but I, I like where it landed and I have no qualms about Madonna showing up on my list every episode and looking yeah. you know, forward to it continuing because I'm sure that it will. 
I knew I knew Madonna would have to show up after listening to uh, yep. some of the previous podcasts. I was like, you know, death taxes and Madonna showing up on one of these annual lists because, I mean, that's just the way it goes. And deservedly so. Uh, honorable mention on my list uh, was was this song just because. But again, uh, you nailed a lot of uh, really good points on there. It has a you were talking about how the lyrics are, uh, you know, sort of deep and meaningful. And at the same time, the beat is up. And, you know, I've always called that the uh, umbop syndrome. If you listen to the song Umbop by Hanson, the lyrics to umbop are very dark. It's it's, it's yeah. a, a existential. You know, it's a, a song about existentialism, essentially. And it's all covered in this umbop, bebop, boobop type of tune to it. And, you know, you're just bopping along to it and not realizing the lyrics are deep and, and thoughtful. So another situation though with this song, a lot of deep, thoughtful lyrics that's covered up in uh, a dance hit, essentially. Yeah, but just hiding that, hiding it in plain sight. And... Hiding in plain sight—it's a great way of putting it. Yeah, fantastic yeah. pick. Uh, and again, can't hate on it at all. Love, love the, love the choice. All right, here we go. Final four, kick it off. This is where I think it gets very serious for me. This is when again. If my if level forty two is my number five, then I have to justify. I have to have four songs in front of it that are just like okay, these are yeah. there's a reason these songs are up here, and my number four is no different than that. This is a song that uh, was a Billboard number one, obviously debuted in February of eighty six. Uh, put this artist essentially on the map. He had a very uh, interesting career in the 70s and early 80s uh and then leading up to this really showed up on the forefront and uh, thanks to the video on mtv which was very unique and has been copied for the last almost 40 years as soon as you see the style video you're like okay that's exactly like the video for this song and um there's a song that was originally meant to be a duet with shaka khan and her record label wouldn't let her record uh, this as as a duet. And this person's bandmate from a uh, um, super group called The Power Station uh, actually plays lead guitar on it, Andy Taylor, Duran Duran. Uh, the song, you'll know it instantly from the first couple of beats You'll know it instantly from the first couple of seconds of the videos with the models, the slicked hair in the background, the guitars, that they're not even playing. Of course, we're talking about the great and powerful Robert Palmer. The song is Addicted to Love. Might as well face it. Might as well face it. It's just a banger of a song, and, and that video style has been copied uh, countless times. And as soon as it gave him his style of wearing the suits, which he did in concert, uh several times 1986 fun fact on my personal history labor day 1986 was my first ever concert i ever went to robert palmer concert so i'm at king's dominion when my brother took me to a uh on labor day weekend took me to a uh, amusement park in virginia and uh Playing just happened to be there. Robert Palmer's playing on the main stage uh, while we're at the park. So we go in, check out Robert Palmer, banger of a weekend. 
And I've always had a special place in my heart for Robert Palmer ever since then. But yeah, Addicted to Love is my number four just for the iconic nature of the video, the instant knowledge of this is a song and set right in the middle of 1986. It's uh, timeless. Wow. Well, what a weekend. First of all, yeah, um, fantastic week. You know, right? Were, were the models there too? Is it you know? Is it just? Unfortunately, no. I think uh, oh, okay. I think my head would have popped off as a, right. as a young man if that would have happened. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> figures, but yeah, I mean, you hit the nail on the head with the the music video style, right? Like that, like you said, that's been done over and over. That's basically blurred lines, right? Before, right, uh, right. Less controversial yeah. blurred lines, right? I right. Mean, that's, which is one of the most controversial videos of all time which is that same premise, right? Got, you know, gentlemen in suits and scantily clad women. I mean, it's a yeah. formula that's, it's never not going to work. Right. right. Like it's, it's and so the funny thing is, is watching the video, they're not even that scantily clad. They're, they're, they're not, but for the I think for the time, right. It, for, it was just the almost androgynous look they had that was striking. They had that very, and they never changed expression, heavy makeup, slick back hair. Uh, they 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 were striking. I mean, you looked. I mean, the, those those women are striking looking. Yeah, and it was just, it, right. It was so simple. It was such a simple premise in an era right. when music videos were over the top. Right, you had all these just big crazy, like you just mentioned, you know, with clowns and and you know just yeah. all these over the top music videos. And then addicted to love is just simple formula gets it done. Mm. Didn't you know? Not going to cost as much money, right? I mean, just right. real, real simple, real easy. And that's a yeah. testament also to the song. And yeah. saying, you know what? We don't need this big, you know, video with all these bells and whistles and all this pop and circumstance because the song as a standalone holds up. You know, yeah. Without yeah. the video, they didn't have to overcompensate. Like, hey, let's do this crazy video. Nope, let's just have them stand there. Let's have them sing because it's it's already a great song. And so many videos after that took on that. I mean, parody that style. Do you remember Shania Twain's Man, I Feel Like a Woman, where yep, she's in the uh, suit? Yep. She's in same, the suit, yep. Same style. I mean, uh, uh, who else had? Uh, Tone Loke, Wild Thing, had a little bit of a tribute to it there, too. Uh, yep. Forever Your Girl, Paul Abdul, had a little bit of a tribute in there, too. Just, I mean, the the inspiration for it just went down the line. And even today, if you saw that style, you'd be like, oh, that's Robert Palmer addicted to love. You know exactly what it is, just from the look of it. Stands the test of time. And again, even without the video, Detach It, it's, it's a great song, too. Fantastic it's a, tune. And a song that everybody knows, again. Yep. It, you know, that song comes on, you're like, oh, yep, I know this. You know, that's addicted to love. Yep. Like you said, first few notes, you, you know what it is. Excellent choice. Should certainly be represented on the list so can't wait to hear your mount rushmore too we're in your top four i can't wait to hear what we got yeah i the next one is is you know again you know if you're an avid listener of the show first of all thank you um you know hope that you continue to to listen along as we venture into the late 80s and into the 90s really excited to do that but you know if you've been listening along you know that i'm i'm definitely a fan of the the new wave I'm definitely a fan of the one-hit wonder, and I'm definitely a fan of the bands that get confused for other bands, which happened all the time in the '80s. Like, oh, who sang? Who you know? Who sang? I ran. Who sang? Everybody wants to rule the world. You know? Who sang? You know? All these different songs, right? And I, this is one of those where you're like, I don't remember who sings this, or when you hear the band, you're like, oh, I know they have a song, but I don't remember which one it is. But this is just one of those great classic 80s songs that instantly reminds you of the 80s. And is like, you hear this, you're like, oh, 80s. Um, my number four is 
cutting crew, I just died in your arms tonight. Oh, Which such is... a great! It is my first. It is the first song I had on my list that made an honorable mention after I whittled everything down. But yeah, Cutting Crew just died. I just died in your arms. Nice, fantastic track. So yeah. good, and right from the very beginning. Because yeah, with that synth it, intro, you get yeah, the synth and then you get the. It goes right to. It starts with the chorus, and that, and that, 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 that sweeping that, in with it. Oh, it's yep. such a good song. Brings yeah. you right into that, and again, it's very '80s. It's very much a, a snapshot of of the time. Yep, and you know, 100%. you're instantly gonna know. You hear that, you're instantly like, "I'm in the '80s." You know, yeah. I'm in you know those '80s again. You say to someone cutting crew, they're like, oh, "I know they had that song." Right. But sometimes people song don't put it together. Yeah, and it's, I'm just a sucker for those. I, I, I am a sucker for those too. I'm a sucker for those deep cut one hit one. I mean, I've got level 42 in my top five. I mean, of course, I'm going to be <laughs> exactly. a sucker for for those yeah. deep cut, you know, uh, one hit wonder bands from the 80s. But yeah, Cutting Crew is, is such a good tune. Great it really band. is. And people again, easy to sing along to. I just died in your arms tonight. Must have been something he said. You know, like. I should have walked away. Like it, it just—it's a great song. I, I, I'm gonna listen to it right after this because it, it's just—it's so enjoyable. I listened to it twice earlier today, just you know, getting myself yeah. ready to sort of rank the songs here. Um, had this below "Papa Don't Preach," and after I was like, you know what? I, I just think it deserves to be above because it's just—it's such a—it's its own thing. It's great. I absolutely love the song. You know, if you're listening, pause right now. Go listen to "I Just Died in Your Arms Tonight" and then come yeah. back. Absolutely. No problem. Yeah, go, yeah, go listen. Yeah, go listen to some cutting crew. You'll you won't regret. It's a, it's four minutes well spent. Yeah, four. Yeah, exactly. Four minutes well spent. <laughs> um, and that's it with the fours because we've gotten through our our fours. So now we're finally here. Top three for both of us. We have we have one song of yours. We don't know where it landed, and then we have you know two more songs. I want to see if we're you know if we end up with the same one in a similar spot. So yeah. let's just uh yeah let's get into it. I'm, let's I'm get into it. And you know what? You said there's one song we know. We don't know where it landed. We know where it landed now. I'll drop this one to number three. It is Danger Zone, Kenny Loggins. And the reason I put it so high is because again, it's timeless. It's it's yeah. recent that just came out, you know, in the most recent Top Gun Maverick. It's one of those songs that instantly takes you right back to uh, 19, uh, 1986. And it's funny you say that in your review of it, that one of the reasons it didn't quite get to the, the upper parts of your list is because you're basically just waiting to get to the chorus. You know, it's, you know, the lyrics are fine, but it's all about that highway to the danger zone chorus. And I had this, number one on my list initially it was like oh well, it's danger zone danger zone's got to be number one song because yeah. i mean it's 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 the song from 1986 but listening to it with in the car with my wife today she actually mentioned she said i can't believe i don't know every lyric to this song because i mean it's obvious everybody knows the chorus to it but i was like you know what maybe people don't know every lyric to this song like they do probably one of the other two that I've got higher on this list. And it was one of those I had to kind of step back and be a little more objective about it and be like, well, is it, is it, am I maybe putting this a little too high? And came down to it. It's like, you know what? I got to drop it down a couple because these other two, uh, one of them is just, is really the song of 1986. And the other one is, I, I can't, 
can't deny it's at least top two probably should be number one in its own right. But, you know, Danger Zone's still relevant today. I don't know if you watch Archer or not. Uh, I'm a big fan of Archer, the FX animated series, but he's all the time talking about Danger Zone. He even had Kenny Loggins as a guest spot on the show. And you talk about Grand Theft Auto. This is on Grand Theft Auto 5. This is, I mean, it's still ubiquitous today as as a track. So uh, for its longevity and the fact that it's, you know, just a killer driving tune and is quintessential 86. I know oh, yeah. three was temporarily number one on my list, but ended up in number three, Danger Zone, Kenny Loggins. Yeah, again, obviously couldn't agree more since it made my list as well. After everything you just said, I I think we might have two and one the same. I don't know. After it's what e- you just it's said. either that or I've completely missed something, and which is my <laughs> biggest fear is like, oh my god, I can't believe I missed that song. Yeah, but, it could be but, that, but but I do have two had... absolute monsters still left yeah, to go. Same. But same, same. But, like I, yeah. we've never had in total rank yet, totally rank the same number two and number one. So history history could be made on this. Oh, episode, I'm a, now I'm sweating. Now I'm thinking, oh God, there's something out there that I just completely missed. But hopefully we're uh hopefully I'm not going to embarrass myself here in the next few months. Yeah. Well before that though, I've got to get to my number three, which hundred percent. I Can't I wait. won't I won't say I, I don't know that I feel comfortable saying that this is on the level of level forty two, but this is probably the song on my list that I don't want to say it's the least well-known, although I think it might okay. be, but it's the one where you're probably like, why is this song that high? Okay. And it's just, this was the one sort of liberty I took on my list where I'm like, I'm just putting this one high because I just personally just absolutely love this song. I love it. I love this and already. This, and it's one for me that it's just so damn catchy. And it to me, it ushered in a completely new not necessarily a new genre, but a new sort of blueprint of artists in the late 80s that we're going to see prop up after. And I feel like this song is kind of the gateway. You mentioned, you know, Janet Jackson and Madonna are kind of really holding it down on the female sort of solo front, right? Pat Benatar is kind of petered out by this time. Olivia Newton-John is kind of, you know, they're kind of petering out, right? They're really not as, you know, putting a lot of stuff out there as much. Whitney Houston is on the come up, right? Whitney Houston is, Uh is, she's ascending, Uh but that's different style. This is what I call, this ushered in what I call the, the Tiffany um, sort of subgenre of music, right? You got your Tiffany's, your Debbie Gibson's, your Paula Abdul's, which spoiler alert, you will hear more about in the next few installments of Totally Rank because this style of, you know, mall music, your I think we're alone nows, is going to sort of take over the scene. And I think okay. this, this, from what I can remember, is sort of the first song that started to do that. My number three is two of hearts by stacy q stacy q oh my goodness had it on my Which, list had it on my prelim list and never made never made over that's a great song i don't know why it's this high for me but it just is and i went back and i listened to it again right before we started recording and i was like i can't move it because i was like can't move yeah it. i was like getting crew and madonna should be ahead of it but i just i can't do it you're I like i just can't i can't do it you're like me with level 42. You're just like, this is my song. This is a song that I just could listen to every day. And yeah. it's just, this song is so easy. Again, yeah. we're not reinventing the wheel here. This isn't going to win some songwriters award, yeah. you know, but this is. Doesn't just, have to. 
on. You know, yeah. the, I need you. I need you. It's just so fun to sing along. I, to. I, I, I need, like, I need you. Yeah. It's, oh, it's, this is just so good. Of like, this is what I call just mindless fun, right? Like, you just put this on in the car, and you're just having a blast. You don't yeah. need to listen closely for the significant lyrics. You don't need to. It, no, you can just turn your brain off and just oh. put this on and enjoy it for three. And it's a half got minutes. everything you need for an '80s song. It's got that synth sound, over the top synth sound yeah. to it it's got i mean again it's one of those songs that as soon as you hear it you're like i know exactly where i'm at with this song i know this yeah. is right in the middle of the 1980s and, and for me it's it's i know exactly where it's going because yeah like, like i mentioned yeah you artist. can see it yeah you can see what it's leading up you know this is leading to this is leading you know that leads right into you know i think like you said i think we're alone now is right i mean it's yeah. it's if uh you know music were uh visible as written uh forms of communication they're written in the same font you know what i mean like two of hearts exactly. and i think we're alone now is in that same font of music if you will but yeah a hundred percent you you nailed it this that's a fantastic uh number three. Oh man i like I said it made my um honorable mentions but it didn't come over uh but i can't hate it man it's a great tune so catchy again this is another one of those where it's like just go listen to it if you're listening you know go listen to it if you're listening you know a lot of my listeners you know i know are are men and i you know this isn't the most manly song this may not be one that you admit that you like i promise you if you listen to the song right now you're gonna have a good time you're gonna have fun just yeah. listen to it because it's it's just it's so much fun it's incredible so yeah. Glad, glad that it's on my list. But now I'm, I'm on pins and needles because I, I, I actually really believe our top twos are the same, app based on what you were explaining before. But now's the chance to uh, see if I'm right. This is gonna be scary again. If, if we completely miss on these, it, I'm, I'm terrified that I've missed something altogether. But my number two is one of the biggest video related songs in the history of MTV. It has a record nine VMAs in one night, uh, 10 for the artist who also won the Vanguard award that night. Still a record to this day for most VMAs one for one video. Uh, and I was talking earlier about level 42 being a bass driven song. This is another very bass driven song. Tony Levin, longtime bass player for this artist. Uh, if you listen to the way he plays on this song, he, He's just behind the beat by a millisecond and it gives it a grittiness. It gives it a, 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 a edge and uh, really just an undercurrent of just a funk to it that drives the song along. It's, it's a brilliant tune. And this came from a massive album from the eighties. Uh, the album is called. So the artist is uh, Peter Gabriel and the song is Sledgehammer. Sledgehammer is, yeah, I, you already said it. It's it's one of the, I think, most recognizable and well-known videos, right, of of not only just the 80s, but of all time. Right. Um, and, the song, and the song that goes with it is great, too. It's not one that, you know, where the video sort of takes it, you know, takes it right. further. Like the song holds up on its own. Great call, not my number two, and See, not my I, number one. I was afraid of this. Yeah, yeah, I was scared of this. Yeah, but this is good for for you know for you want to have some parody. This is this is good. I like that. Um, huge, 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 huge song. I mean, again, everyone knows it. 
it's yeah excellent peter gabriel was just really just killing it right around this time this this is this is like you said a huge album one of the biggest artists of this year the following year you know the next couple of years so i yeah i can't argue it made my honorable mentions of course because it had to because it's sledgehammer by peter sure. gabriel like it's yeah you know it at, at you know it's it's one of those you know it's very consistent right it's, it's so it's like a 300 hitter in baseball right you just know you go you know it's 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 each row right it's you know yeah. that it's you know what you're getting I almost made this number one just because of the historical relevance of it. It was just such a massive video at the time. And again, it's still a record holder. It's still nothing's ever touched it. Nothing's really even come close uh, in the many years of VMAs afterward. And uh, it's just uh, an instantly recognizable song. But much like you, uh, leaving it off of the list. when I played it in the car today, my wife was just like, doesn't make my top 10. And I was like, hmm. and I, I was just like, it, this isn't my top two. This has to be in my top. She, but she thought exactly. She was like, that's not my top 10. So I'm obviously the outlier here, but I can't wait to hear what I've missed on with one of these two. This is, this is going to be exciting. Let's hear what your number two is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, whether it's in your, it could be in your top two, your top 10, your top 22. Again, it really just speaks to 1986 and just all of the choices that there are and just all of the amazing songs. Um, man. All right. My number two is I think one of the first songs that comes to mind. If you were to just stop me on the street and say, Hey, name an 80s song, you know, na- name a song from the eighties that reminds you of the eighties that was, you know, that just very eighties. I think it's one of the most recognizable openings to a song of all time, both in the lyrics and just the the delivery, the way that the the vocalist delivers it. Um, I you know it's got a cool video, but it doesn't even need one because the song is great. This is a song that everybody knows. This is "Your Love" by The Outfield. Wow! It made my honorable mention. Almost made it into my top ten. He's on that vacation far away, far away. It's funny you say that because I played, this was one of those songs I played in the car today. It was just like, it's, I thought it was too much me reading into it. I was like, I don't know if this is more me than it is everybody else, but I, I love this song. And it's so uh, good. I associate a lot of songs with sports too. And um, uh, I'm not a, I'm not a huge uh, New England Patriots fan, but I still respect the fact they uh, a massive dynasty. And every time I hear this song, I can't help but think of the AFC Championship they played against Baltimore, where uh, they took two timeouts. Baltimore took two timeouts in a row to try to get lined up, and this song was playing in the stadium, and the entire stadium is screaming the tonight part. Uh, yeah, and. And Foxborough is rocking. This is the very end of the game. It's a crucial point, and the Pats end up winning. And because of that moment, that song now lives in New England lore. Like, anytime that song comes on, the entire stadium just goes insane. Again, I'm not a huge Pats fan. I rec- uh, recognize they're an absolute dynasty and respect it for what it is. But every time I hear this song, I can't help but think of that moment. Uh, in Foxborough where everybody's losing their mind. And 
this is one of those that uh, this is one of those classic cheating songs that no one really wants to talk about being a cheating song. I kind of like a, <laughs> uh, I talk. Uh, I put this in my I call it the Diana Ross upside down category, like where <laughs> where where it's, it's a song about you're like, hey, Jersey's out of here. Why don't you come over and me right. hang out for a little bit? You know, again. What else is more eighties than uh you know uh, uh just sort of playing the field to to a egregious point, but yeah, fantastic track uh I almost made my top ten very much honorable mention was that close to making it, and i uh, I just left it off just because I thought I was reading too much into it. it turns out I should have added on, yeah, well, shout out first of all to upside down, which made my nineteen eighty <laughs> list. So shout, shout yeah, out another one, another song that you know if you're not listening to what the lyrics are actually okay. all about, you're just like uh, that's what I, was, I said. Uh, I I uh, playing on a local trivia team. Somebody uh, uh, this song came on as one of the songs in between questions, and I told one of my teammates, I said, "This is the all time best cheating song I think of all time." You know, just this is this is a <laughs> hall of famer right here. And she looked at me. She's like, "What are you talking about?" I said, you "Never listen to the lyrics of this song. Listen to the lyrics of this song." And after she heard it, she just looks at me. She's, "I hate you for ruining this song for me." For ruining it, yep. Know yep. That. And I was like, "It doesn't ruin it. It elevates. This is a fantastic still a great song. The banger song. of a track. You kidding me? Absolutely. And so is your love. And I just uh, can't get enough of this song. This is one of my favorite songs to just sing along to. Yeah. Ever. You know, the beginning, the Josie's on a vacation. You've got, you know, yeah, you got that, that high, high note that you're hitting yeah. right at the right at the jump. Right at the beginning. Yeah. And right I mean, it, and it's a simple, it's a simple guitar lick. And then that, and then uh, it hits with that double beat, and then you're off and running. Fantastic. And the, tonight, the, the tonight, you know, like they did in the stadium, yeah. everyone does the tonight part. Then you yeah. get into the, you know, second verse is great. I ain't got many friends left to talk to again with the high note. Like this is, it's just, there's so, I, I'm a sucker for a song that gives you a lot of different fun parts to sing to. Yeah. And, oh. and that's what, and yeah, that's this is definitely a sing along. Yeah, definitely yeah. a sing along. So I knew this would be high on my list. I, I, it flirted maybe with number one, but I, you know, there was just a song that I felt like couldn't be overtaken. So, yeah. um, let's see me. if that's the same. I'm curious now if you're, your undisputed number one is the same as my undisputed number one. Because right. Well, let when, us know. Whenever I play, again, I was playing this with my wife, who's also a kid of the 80s, uh, along with me, um, uh, playing this today. And as soon as it came to this, she said, well, this is the number one song. I mean, she said it just as a matter of fact. She was like, oh, well, this is the number one song. And I was like, well, I'm still kind of debating between this and Danger Zone and and and... She said, no, no, this is the number one song. <laughs> and she was like, everywhere you've ever been in your life, as soon as this song comes on, if everybody doesn't stand up and sing this song, you're in the wrong room. And it's just an absolute uh, unmistakable tune that the entire world knows and loves. I was looking today. This song, the official video of it, and this is relatively hard to do, has, the official version of it has a billion views on YouTube, and it came out in 1986. That's, we have the same you know, number one. This is this is an unbelievable lasting song, and we mentioned this band earlier, and that's one of the reasons I left it off, the other song of theirs off, because I was like, ah, I, it's too, I can't have both of these on here, and and but 
just for the fact that every party you've ever been to every, you know, uh, wedding reception you've ever been to every good time you've ever had in your life that has been just a night that's been out of control. It is highly likely this song is played as part of the soundtrack of that evening. It's Bon Jovi. It's living on prayer. My number one is Bon Jovi living on a prayer. Yeah, it is. You Same better believe it is. Exact reasons. <laughs> it may be the most singable song of all time. Right? Of like, all time. I mean, this It's one of the best anthems ever written, ever made. I mean, it's up there with like your Don't Stop Believings, like as songs that universally it does. You can be 80 years old. You can be mm-hmm. eight years old. And you know, whoa, we're halfway there. Whoa, living on a prayer. It doesn't matter when you were born, where you were born. This is universal, internationally known. Yeah. Hit. This is massive. It doesn't get much bigger. I mentioned on my last episode that um, AHA's Take On Me is is one song where if I do just the 80s decade where Take On Me makes the list, this song makes the list of top 10 songs between 1980 and 1989. 100%. 100%. And it might be number one. Might be number one. You know, again, a billion views on YouTube is hard to do. A right. billion unless you're two, Justin Bieber. Like, unless you're, again, but that's that's so recent of a hit. Right. So obviously, you know, it's a built-in instant fan base with that guy. This is a song that was out 30 years before, uh, you know, 20 years before YouTube. And, you know, ages and ages uh, uh, before it hits the billion views. And it's just got that staying power. The fact that it's been out that long and has that many views on the one video is just a testament to what this song really is. I mean, it's just undeniable. Again, I was kicking it around. I was like, well, maybe this, maybe that. And my wife completely shut down. She was absolutely right, too. She was just like, no, this has to be the number one song. This is the song. She made the right call. You made the right call. And it was one of those, I was like, you know what? You're you're right. This is this has got to be the number one song. Again, if it was me, I'd put level 42 something about you as number one. I can't do that because I can't, you know. Because of living on a prayer. Because of living on a prayer. This is because of Sledgehammer, because of dangers. You know, these songs are, you know, songs that are ingrained in again the zeitgeist of of the music world. I mean, you could play this song for virtually anybody on the street and they're going to know the chorus. Uh, Yeah, this is not. And honestly, this is one of those songs where you don't, you're not just waiting for the chorus because everyone loves to sing about Tommy and Gina. Yeah. Like everyone loves to sing along and follow that story in the song. Yeah. You know, yeah. Gina works at the diner all day. Like yeah. Tommy whispers, "The baby, it's okay." That's fun to sing along to. Like you it's know, all fantastic. Waiting. It's you're not all just fa- waiting for the the woes because the the we've got to hold on to what we've got. You know, yeah. When to get to the bridge is the is, bridge is, leading up to the the chorus is brilliant. Again, that's what that's what sold me on it when my wife was just like, "I don't know every lyric to Danger Zone. I know every single word to Living on a Prayer. It's not even a question." Yeah, so, everything everything about this song makes it number one. Um, yeah. The first of all, the Slippery One Wet album is. I mean, you know, people would say it's it's one of the best albums of the of the decade, and 100%. this is obviously the the sort of seminal track from that album. Right. It's the crown um, jewel of the album. Yeah, I remember when they did the um, they did the acoustic version after nine eleven, 
That was a big That's sort of right. classic thing with this song. Um, I'm reading just even more stuff about it here in 2006. It was voted number one on VH1's greatest songs of the 80s. Can't argue that. Can't argue um, that. It was number one on the sing-alongs classic list, which, like I just said, can't argue that. I think it's one of the most singable songs of all time. Um, you know, it was on Rock Band Two and Rock Band Three because they were like, you know what, we can't just have <laughs> we're just going to roll it over. I I can tell you in college, I used to have Rock Band nights with my friends. I have definitely lost my voice. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Band that like oh without question. I can remember going to my best one of my best friends' uh, bachelor parties back in this is like two thousand and four. He and I worked together at a CPA firm. And you think accountants, you think nerds, but CPAs are a different breed. They're the work hard, play hard kind of guys. And our group at this bunch was definitely a work hard, play hard kind of group. And we went to a bachelor party of his, and uh, he just kept saying, we got to hear living on prayer. We got to hear living on prayer. <laughs> and he went up to the DJ and threw $50 down the DJ booth. He says, if you play living on a prayer, I promise you we will tear this place apart. <laughs> and, and, and the next song come on was that and sure enough here's my buddy on the bar shirt off waving it around leading the entire place with uh living on a prayer and again one of the most memorable uh moments of of my entire existence and it's this song's the soundtrack of it yep yeah i i as soon as you started talking about it and you said the the billion views on youtube i went we have the same number one, yeah. which like I kind of figured we would because it. I think it's just really difficult to not have this at number one. It's it's unquestionable. Again, I I was bouncing around early just because of personal biases. Right, but when you tell, factor in everything, when I factor right? in everything, I'm just like, ah, it's got to be living on a prayer. It's also, you can't you can't not listen to your wife, right? I mean, that's just conventional. Well, most of the time, usually, well, well, usually when it comes to music, I do tend to pull a trump card every now and then but on this one i did have to acquiesce i was just like you know what when you're right you're right and on this one you're just right yeah agreed so that's it for our top 10s for 1986 i think honestly i think we we crushed it i think that we collectively have you know i would say at least 18 of the consensus it's, top 20 maybe level 42 hard. maybe stacy q again you know yeah stacy q and level 42 personal biases aside there's not a lot of i mean i'm looking back over my list of songs that could have put in there fight for your right to party uh beastie boys that's a tough one to leave off you know um that's interesting uh, because I felt the same about Walk This Way, right? And, Walk and This Way, I had it on my short and list. And that's interesting too. because of this is the the early, you know, this is the early the beginnings of of hip hop, right? And right, exactly. Rap. Early part of hip hop brought Aerosmith back into the limelight. They've been dead and buried for about five years, and then all of a sudden they get a revival and it sparks them back up to what we know them to be today. Uh, all I Need is a Miracle. Mike and the Mechanics was on my short list. It didn't make yep, a track. Yeah, good song. Uh, Take Me Home Tonight, Eddie Money. Also on my... A movie, you know, on, on the short list, didn't make it. Uh, like Land of Confusion. 12. Yeah, Land of Confusion, uh, Genesis. These Dreams by Heart. Uh, these, uh, listen, these Dreams was in my, my initial draft of Top 10. I had These Dreams in there. And it just unfortunately kind of slipped out a little bit. But again, spoiler alert, I can promise you that there will be some heart coming up in the next oh, few episodes. Yeah, heart's fantastic. And how about this? I got to I sat back and I was like, this is 
<laughs> a weird 80s year in music. There's absolutely, I mean, we didn't even talk about, not even on my short list just because of the timing of it, zero Michael Jackson. Yeah. Zero Prince if you take away the bangles. I had to right. throw bangles in there just to have a little bit of Prince representation. Yeah, uh, zero no, Springsteen. No, no Springsteen, no George Michael, n- no Queen Freddie Mercury. I mean, yeah. a-, a lot of banger, like Mount Rushmore level 1980s artists completely wiped off the face of 1986 because of timing. And I mean, if this is still a banner year, that's how deep the roster is on this year is that you didn't need to have those level of superstars to still have just an absolute monster of a year of, uh, uh, you know, uh, of tunes and artists and just amazing, uh, amazing year for music altogether. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's like the dream team, right? All those people yeah. sort of sat out and you still had Peter yeah. Gabriel bringing it. You had Madonna bringing it. You had Janet Jackson bringing it in 86. You, you know, you had Bon Jovi, obviously, you know, really bringing it in 86. Right. So didn't, didn't even need any of those artists who obviously are usually on every single list every single year and will continue to be in the foreseeable future. But yeah, they took a year off and the music didn't suffer. No, 100%. It's the best way to put it. They took a, They had a year off and the music just kept going and had still had a banner year. 86 is a monster, monster year for music. I um, You named most of my honorable mentions. I also had uh, Venus by Bananarama. Great tune. My short yeah. list because that's just, that's a fun song. And that just reminds me of, of different movies, Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion and, and right. you know, just some other things. So that one also made my honorable mentions. Do you have any, any other one? I know you have a long, so those of you listening, you know, Scott came prepared with like a long scroll and pages of, of, I don't know what sort of goodwill hunting, you know, type of equations <laughs> you were doing over there to, to come up with your list, but it was just so hard to narrow it down. I'm telling you, but I mean, uh, and another fun one that everybody knows, but you almost can't take it serious. Europe final countdown. You yeah. know, that's another one that was just like, again, you know exactly where you are with it, but at the same time, it's uh, it's almost been beat up with uh, how cheesy it is. But, uh, I mean, just so many fantastic songs that came out of this year, and, and the fact that we had to whittle it down to this 10 is, is Wanted Dead or Alive, Bon Jovi. Another one that I was I, just I, like, I was just like, how do I leave Wanted Dead or Alive off of? I know. I know. But the thing is, is it's the third best Ben Bon Jovi song from that year. Uh, from that album, yeah. That, that, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just insane that, how deep. For, for almost any band, that would be their banner hit. For Bon Jovi, it was there. It, you know, it's batting. Yeah, that's you know, batting six. Right, it's in the sixth spot. Yeah, and you and know, from uh, from my uh, you know kind of deep cut, relatively deep cut. Robbie Neville, Say La Vie and What's It To You. Those are two songs that I really oh, liked. Yeah, it. Say La Vie, Say La Vie, that's, that's a really good song. I had, are, uh, you've got Wang Chung, Everybody, everybody Have Fun. Have fun. Is, yep. is, again, it's kind of in that final countdown where people, you know, yeah. you know it's kind of made fun of, right? But right, right. At the time and even even after, like, that's a, that's a good song. It's a fun Great song. Great dance to, yeah. And yeah. Van Halen Dreams, when Van Halen moved on to Van Hagar. You know, I mean, yeah. that was sort of the debut of Van Hagar with the uh, with Sammy Hagar in lead in, in place of David Lee Roth. Uh, you know, all of those types of songs. Uh, none of them made the Bruce Hornsby songs that came out that year. Just a lot of really good 
classic 80s songs, but I, you know, with a couple little exceptions here and there, I don't think I would, you know, uh, make any moves whatsoever to the 20 that we had, uh, I guess 19 with the, uh, 18 with the crossovers that we had the couple of crossovers. Yeah. We didn't, but, we didn't even talk about walk like an Egyptian when we were right. talking about the Bengals, which like, right on my short made list. My list almost made my list just based on the dance and, and how iconic that is. And everybody yeah. knows that song. Everybody knows the look. I, it's not even just the dance. Everybody right. knows the look. Susanna Hoffs gives the side eye on that. Everybody knows as soon as you see like a still shot of that, you, you know exactly where that is in the song. Yep. It's uh again iconic, and that didn't even threaten my top fifteen. And Not me either. It, it didn't even yeah didn't even didn't even threaten my top ten. I had and it as a, a as a maybe, song. but it never never came close to being seriously considered. Yeah, this is one of those where if you put on a playlist, you're thirty deep, and you're still yeah, it's, 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 and you're still, still good. Out. Yeah, yeah. All you know, killer, no filler. Some of these yeah. have been top heavy, you know. Some of these years, you know, you get some real bangers for three or four, you right. know, one through four, one through five, and it peters off. And you're this struggling is not that year. Yeah. yeah. Not at all. Yeah. This is this is a deep roster right here, man. And it's and it's all killer, no filler again. It's just a fantastic list of songs. Oh, what a yeah. year. What a great year. Yeah, what a great year and what a great episode. Thank you so much again for for you know going on this journey with me um no pun intended because again journey wasn't you know they took a year off too another banger another banger uh group that took a year off and we and we didn't miss them because of the quality musicals yeah, out there yeah yeah I, I really appreciate you and the effort that you put in you know coming with your list and, and list of songs and you know just thank you for doing this it's uh this is always a lot of fun i always enjoy talking to well one i always enjoy talking with you in general and then you know you throw in Likewise. the fact that just talking to like-minded people you know who love music and love this era because it really is a time capsule uh, yeah. you know of, of of life um so yeah thank you so much um oh. you know if you want to you know plug anything feel free to but you know if not again i just really appreciate you taking the time here i'm i you're welcome back anytime, you know, for any specific year. Um, and this goes out to anyone listening. If there's a particular year that you feel like is yours, where you're like, oh, man, you know, 1992 is, is mine. Or, you know, 1997 is, is my year. Reach out to me. Let me know. You know, I'll, I'll make that happen. I already have people clamoring for certain years because, you know, they want to go hard for their, their number one. So please, you know, reach out because we're getting into the late 80s, into the 90s. Things are going to be changing over the next couple of years musically. We've got some big time albums coming out. We've got the Dangerous album, you know, on the horizon. So the next few episodes are probably going to be MJ heavy. And, and there's going to be some other stuff. There's, you know, hair metal's coming. So there's a lot of things coming up in the next few episodes. So certainly continue to listen. Um, but Scott, any last words before we get out of here? Nothing at all to plug other than your shows. Uh, fantastic shows I've been listening to, catching up on. Please uh, support these, uh, support Scott any way you can. And uh, I just, I mean, I've just been smiling for an hour and a half now, man. This has been a fantastic time. Thank you so much for having me on. This is an absolute pleasure, absolute honor. And I could talk about this stuff all day. So you've got, uh, you know, this is right in my wheelhouse of stuff I love to know and talk about and research and debate. This is just perfect, perfect, perfect uh, type of uh, topic that I love to uh, 
just beat up one end down the other and uh, come up with such a great conclusion. Again, I couldn't ask for a better uh, group of songs that we've ended up coming up with. Uh, between, and again, our lists are almost completely different, except for the number one. That's really all that matters. You know, at the same time, it was just an undeniable placing of the number one. Uh, fantastic, fantastic job by you. Thank you again for having uh, me on. Couldn't be happier with it. It's been an absolute thrill for me to be on it. All right. Well, you heard it from Scott. Support Scott. Um, yeah, so please continue to listen. Um, and until next time, yeah, just uh, go listen to your music, listen to your 1987 songs, get that ready, because that'll be next. Place to be Nation, thank you once again for having me. Talk to you guys soon.